and welcome everybody to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFedoff. So we're episode 92 today. We're going to do a comparison to Notre Dame former running back now, Chris Tyree. He's going to be a receiver this year, but I'm sure they're going to probably put him in some packages where he is uh, running the ball as well. And compare his career so far to Jason Bateman's career or how he needs to get to Jason Bateman's career eventually to be, uh, in my opinion, uh, to get the most out of Chris Tyree is what I'm trying to say, to have the most success. But Chris Tyree, he was a big time recruit in 2020. I'm just looking at his basic um, information here uh, as he was recruited by Notre Dame. Five-star recruit from 247 Sports, um, rivals at ESPN.com. Rated him a four-star recruit, so anywhere from a four- to five-star recruit. Uh, from 247 Sports, he was the number 25 overall player nationally and the number one all-purpose running back nationally and the number one player out of Virginia, his home state. And then ESPN.com, they rated him the 20th overall player nationally, the number five player overall regionally, and the number three running back nationally and also the number one player out of Virginia. See, he came in. Highly, highly touted as a big-time recruit. And you can just tell this guy's this guy's a football player, the speed, especially get, if you get him in to open an open space. And to me, I think Notre Dame's coaching staff, especially the prior regime with Brian Kelly and Tommy Reese, and then last year we still had Tommy Reese as our offensive coordinator. I just think they have not used him to uh, the best capability for Chris Tyree to succeed and for the Notre Dame football player to succeed as well. They just wasted his talent, in my opinion. And when we get into the Jason Bateman analysis, I'll show you how the way Jason Bateman's career started, and in the middle it kind of went nowhere, and now it's become a big time as an actor, producer, director. And for Chris Tyree, I think he can get to that point if he kind of goes that Jason Bateman route, but Notre Dame's got to use him is what I'm trying to say. So let's just get into Chris's stats. The first... Uh, uh, first year. So 2020, the COVID season, uh, only 11 games that year, but that was probably Chris Tyree's best year overall. Uh, he's a running, he was a running back then. Again, he's going to be a slot receiver this year. And I think that's going to help just by that, uh, by just doing, by just the coaching staff, making him a slot receiver, it's going to get him, him into more open space. And if you get him into open space, that where he, that in my opinion is where he can succeed the most. Uh, so let's just, Look at the stats right here. So 2020, 73 attempts, 496 yards for four touchdowns. And then receiving wise, he had eight receptions, 65 yards, zero TDs. 2021, 56 attempts, only 222 yards rushing. So he took a step back in 2021. And then receiving a little bit better, 24 receptions, 258 yards for two touchdowns. And then last year, a little bit better uh, rushing the ball. He got up to close to his freshman stats, 100 attempts, 444 yards, three TDs. Receiving-wise, 24 receptions, 138 yards for two touchdowns. So I don't know if this is true, but I've heard some things where, not that Chris Tyree's a bad kid. I've not heard anything but the best things about Chris Tyree, good student, a uh, hard worker, but it just seems like he was 
I don't want to say in Tommy Reese's doghouse, but Tommy Reese just didn't like to use him. He liked to use other players. Who knows if that's true, but now Tommy Reese is gone and we have Jared Parker. So hopefully Coach Parker will use him to the best um, of his ability and getting him an open space because if you ask any uh, Greg Schaefer who I had on for our Notre Dame preview, he said too, you get him an open space, that's where he's going to succeed. And I forgot to mention earlier in 2021, I believe we were trailing by three points in the fourth quarter to Wisconsin. The game in Chicago at Soldier Field, the Shamrock Series game. And he broke that. It was either a 96 or 98-yard touchdown return. And he looked like Rocket Ishmael from the 90s. He's that good speed-wise. He's got some good quickness as well. But get him into open space. And being a slot receiver this year, I think that's going to help tremendously. I can't say that enough. And I think, too, they'll probably use him in some running back packages as well because he's just too talented not to use him all over the field. So having said that, I went over his stats. Chris Tyree, up and down career so far, hasn't been used to his capabilities, in my opinion, and probably in a, a lot of other people's opinions as well. As I said before, Greg Schaefer agreed with me two weeks ago when we did the uh, season preview for Notre Dame. So let's compare that to Jason Bateman. I think you know that name. You know, he's been very successful lately with movies, uh, TV with Ozark. He was the star of that show, big time show on Netflix. But his career, as I said earlier with Chris Tyree in high school, big man on campus, a big time recruit, four or five star. You can't get much better than that. His first season in Notre Dame was pretty solid, but the last two have just been mediocre, just trying to find himself and let's just put it bluntly pedestrian. Well, if you look at, as I look on my cheat sheet here, Jason Bateman's career. So if we look at Jason Bateman, he started out in the, let's just say mid-70s, 1974. He was on Little House on the Prairie, had a decent uh, role, and as that show was, actually that's when the show began, but when he was actually on that show, it was in the early 80s when he ended up being on Little House on the Prairie. Then he's on Silver Spoons with Ricky Schroeder. That was a huge hit. Then he's doing guest spots on Knight Rider, St. Elsewhere. And this is before he's 16 years old. And then when he, be, uh, 1986, he'd have been 16 then. He was on the Hogan family. It started out as Valerie. But then Valerie Harper got into a contract dispute. They killed off her character. That was a, that was a big show. He actually directed an episode. I believe he was only 18 at the time. So his career is looking really good. Uh, and then 87, uh, he's 18, I believe, here. He's on uh, in te on Teen Wolf 2, the sequel to uh, Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. The movie is not a great movie. It's become a cult classic. He was popular during that run. So then he's in a couple other movies. So this is where, like I said, his, his uh, childhood acting days, early childhood acting days, let's say from, I don't know, 12 to 20 it's pretty solid maybe say 12 to 19 that's more or less chris tyree's high school career you know very solid but then jason bateman just kind of seems to be just here and there he's in the film necessary roughness in 91 he's not a big uh, player in that but mostly just guest stars and certain shows he did a movie in 94 a tv movie with katherine hepburn and she's a a legend as an actress but it was a tv movie he was just a uh, supporting actor in that. It was great for him to work with a, a, a legend or a living legend at the time. But still, it's like, oh, is he going to be one of these childhood actors? That I mean, back in the 80s when I was a kid, all girls would have 
all these uh, male heartthrobs on their lockers, you know, the Kirk Camerons, Michael J. Foxes, and not many ended up being great adult actors, uh, child actors, you know, Fred Savages from The Wonder Years. And it started to look like, well, Jason Bateman is just going to be that. He's going to be a, a teen heartthrob for all these girls. And then he's probably just going to be uh, going to conventions at Comic-Con, maybe signing autographs because his career is just not going to go anywhere else. It looked like Jason Bateman was going to be more or less known for his teenage roles is what I'm trying to say. But I remember an interview with Jason Bateman had on CBS Sunday morning. He said in his late 20s, you know, he, he's still partying pretty hard. And he's like, I, I'm getting married. I'm going to be raising a family. It's it's not cool. It's not funny anymore to be partying all the time. I got to get focused right now. So he, he got pretty focused and it's been a pretty good run so far. So if you look at, uh, so then he got, gets Arrested Development. I know that show didn't last too long, but this is in the early 2000s, around 2003. Uh, that show's pretty popular. And then he's on in the movie Starsky and Hutch. I know these are only supporting roles, but they're big movies, they're popular movies, and he's getting his name back out there. Then he's in Dodgeball, uh, The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Then he has, um, then he's in The X, Smoking Aces, and then The Kingdom. All these are supporting roles. He's not the leading man, uh, but it's he's getting his name out there. Juno, that was a huge hit. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hancock, Tropic Thunder. These are all big movies uh, in the uh, around 2008, 2009. State of Play. And then he's in this movie. I don't want to say it bombed at the box office. It was the same guy that made Office Space, Mike Judge, who made Beavis and Butthead. It's called Extract. It's more or less the factory version of Office Space. Great movie. He's the lead uh, lead in that movie. And he's finally starting to get to become a lead uh, lead actor in certain movies. Up in the air, he's with George Clooney, not the lead supporting actor, but it's a it's a popular movie. Couples Retreat, kind of a quasi uh, leading role uh, in that movie, and then he's in The Switch with Jennifer Aniston, lead role there. Paul Horrible Bosses, The Change Up with uh, Ryan Reynolds, he's becoming either a uh, solid supporting actor or a lead actor, and he's becoming more and more popular. And then we get to uh, Disconnect, another uh, leading role for him, Identity Thief. As you can see, Hollywood is starting to put him either as a strong supporting uh, actor in their movies or a lead in their movies. Bad Words, another indie movie that should have got more publicity than it did. He's a lead. And then he gets to Horrible Bosses 2, The Gift. He's the lead in that movie. And then we come to 2016 Ozark. And that was... I didn't watch it until maybe two, three years later on Netflix. And that's probably what he's known most for recently. And he was the lead in that that show. And he made that show go. He was more or less the big man on campus. So I'm not going to go through all his credits, but he's become, uh, he was just recently in Air, uh, directed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, again, he can either be a supporting actor or a lead actor. So what I'm trying to say with the Chris Tyree comparison what Notre Dame needs to do, he doesn't have to be the big man on campus all the time. He doesn't have to be a Leo DiCaprio, a Matt Damon. Uh, let's just say Ryan Reynolds. I would consider him, uh, not. I'd say more Ryan Gosling, the leading man. He doesn't have to be that. Let that be Sam Hartman, Tobias Merriweather, Aldrich Estime. Well, when his time comes, let's say if those guys are having a bad day, he needs to step up 
and Notre Dame has to let him shine and use his uh, talent to the best of his ability, get him in an open space, use him if the other guys are struggling, or there's going to be sometimes too where, hey, they, the other team just can't stop him. Let him be a Leo DiCaprio, a Ben Affleck, a Matt Damon, a leading actor. With the comparison with Chris Tyree and Jason Bateman, early part of their careers, lights out. It was big time. They were one of the best um, at their profession, whether uh, Chris Tyree at football, Jason Bateman as a teenage actor. Then they had that middle part of their career where you know, Jason Bateman said he was partying too much, just not focused. Chris Tyree seems to be still focused, still working hard, but the Notre Dame staff just hasn't used him the best way they should. There's that middle ground. And then Jason Bateman, he's found that, you know, he started to focus more, get his name out there again. It started out with supporting roles, led to leading roles, and now he can interchange those uh, two uh uh, two parts to his career. He can be a leading man and a supporting, and it can be a director as well. He's a multifaceted entertainer is what I'm trying to say. That's what we have to get Chris Tyree to do. Okay, it starts with him now being a slot receiver, getting him into open space, uh, being more of a factor during the games. Because you can't you can't stop both Audric Estime, Sam Hartman, Tobias Merriweather. That's going to open up his game. We got to use that when he's more of a supporting role. But there's going to be games where there's going to be mismatches against uh, certain teams. Just feed him the ball, whether it's, you know, letting him uh, go back to the running back uh, role for a couple plays or just uh, uh, passing the ball to him as a re receiver into open space to let him do his thing. He can be interchangeable. He can be a Leo DiCaprio, a Matt Damon, uh, you know, a Ben Affleck. But he can also be in that supporting role because the thing is with Jason Bateman, yeah, he, he can be a leading man, but then in air, he had he did that supporting role to perfection. Uh, yes, Matt Damon did a great job, Ben Affleck, but if there's no Jason Bateman in air, air's not as good. The same thing with Notre Dame. If Chris Tyree is not on Notre Dame's uh, team right now, Tobias Merriweather's not going to be as good. Uh, Aldrich Estime is not going to be as good. Sam Hartman, because other teams can focus on them more and not have to worry about Chris Tyree. So as you can see, the careers could be very similar. Jason Bateman and Chris Tyree. Um, that's still to be determined. But I just started thinking about this a week ago. I'm like, yeah, Jason Bateman started out really, you know, uh, big time as a uh, as a teenage actor. But then that middle part of his career just stalled. And then the back half of his career, and he's only, I think, he, what is he, 53, 54 years old. So he still has a long way to go. His career could even go up even more. Same thing with Chris Tyree. High school is great. College, the first year is pretty decent, but then it's been pretty pedestrian, as I said earlier. So in closing, I just want to say the dynamic between Chris Tyree's career and the potential for this year to even be uh, more parallel uh, to the career of Jason Bateman, where it starts out really good. The middle is just very pedestrian there's not much there and then the end is where they can be both the supporting role the lead role it just depends how the game's shaping out let them let them do what they do best because if you let them uh if you let them shine i mean it just makes the production of the movie better or the tv show better and it makes the production of the football team so much better too because as i said earlier you can't uh Focus all on Sam Hartman, Tobias Mer Mer Merriweather, Aldrich Estime, 
uh, Dion Colsey, uh, Jaden Thomas, it's going to leave uh, an open room for uh, Chris Tyree to shine is what I'm trying to say. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 92. For episode 93, unless there's some big news that breaks this week, uh, we wanted to tie episode 93 in with the year 1993. That's when Rudy came out. And Greg Schaefer is going to join me again. We're going to do a uh, movie review for Rudy for the 30th uh, anniversary. And we're going to do it on the side of the rewatchables, the Bill Simmons uh, podcast that he has with his company, The Ringer. And uh, been doing a lot of research for this. This is going to be a fun show. Uh, but that'll be probably the next show, episode 93, unless some sort of breaking news happens. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 92. And as always, go Irish.